We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And now we get to say hello to ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards joins us on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. We got to know Herm a little bit when we were just picking his brain about Brandon Ayuk because he was his coach at ASU before he returned to the studio. And that's how we got to know Herm a little bit. And we're really happy to have you back on here. Nine seasons with the Eagles. You know a little something about that franchise as well. Thank you for joining us again. How you doing, Herm? My, my pleasure, and um, obviously it's an exciting week weekend for, for four teams. And I can once recall when we got into this situation um, to play in the championship game, it was in Philadelphia, it happened to be against those Cowboys. And uh, I've always told people, you know, when you play in that game, the excitement of it is almost as much as the Super Bowl, probably even more in the fact that you know if you win it, um, you, you've reached your destination, and it's been a long journey for all these teams from the beginning of training camp to the offseason, all that work they put in. Now they're staring it in the face and saying, if we win, um, we're going to the Super Bowl, and obviously if we don't, uh, then we, we fell one game short. Herm, we were just talking with Sal Palantonio, and he just mm-hmm. said, you know, Brock Purdy has given no indication that you know, he might not be ready for this. As a matter of fact, the more you, the more you look at him, the more he looks like he's just ready to go and play football no matter where he goes. But this is Philadelphia, and that is going to be an intimidating, if not, and I mean this in the best possible football terms, a violent crowd, as you're going to find in the NFL. Uh, as someone who played many, many seasons with the Eagles, what in, I mean, I know there isn't a 700 level of the vet waiting for Brock, but the right. link is There's nasty. There's no jailhouse anymore either. There's no jail. They don't have, they don't have the jail in the new place. Right. Other than that. <laughs> no, I just think it's... It's an emotional fan base, obviously. Um, they love their football. They, they love their sports in Philadelphia. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, but I think the way the quarterback has handled himself, he'll be fine. I mean, he understands his role. He understands what to do. Um, it's fun when you walk into a stadium uh, and you're a quarterback knowing, you know, that when I unpack my suitcase, I've got a good running game and I've got a heck of a defense that won't allow things to get a little out of hand for me. So, those things are obviously very important. To what extent do you think visiting coaches have made allowances in terms of how they play call early or what they ask their quarterback to do early in a game because of the crowd? Or is the crowd in Philadelphia overstated in terms of how you prepare to play against the Eagles? 
Well, I think just the crowd is always excited the first series or so, but you can make them unexcited if you're making first downs. <laughs> you start making first downs. I always said you keep making first downs. They can't holler that long, right? And, you know, obviously moments of games are big, but this is a ba- this is a fan base. They're very passionate. There is no doubt about that. Um, you know, and I, I was fortunate to play there and all, basically my whole career. I left at the end there and played another year or so somewhere else. But but basically that was my career in Philadelphia as a rookie. And, you know, I'm a West Coast guy. So, you know, going from the West Coast and playing on the West Coast and then playing on a pro team in Philadelphia, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And they said, you know, the, the players were saying, just you, you, you don't even know, Rook. And I said, well, okay. I, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, man, I, I'm a starter. What are you talking about? And I tell you what. That first game we lined up, I went, whoa, I see what you're talking about now. <laughs> it's a little different in this place. <laughs> um, how long would you expect that to be a factor if, let's say, hypothetically, Purdy shows no signs of being intimidated? Will it continue, or is, is this a whole game long ordeal? Or can you, you know, basically, if I get through the first quarter, I'm fine? Yeah, I, I think what will happen is, it, it'll, you know, when you start the game up, obviously there's a lot of excitement. Um, no, no different. Listen to this. No different than it was in Buffalo, right? For for, for Cincinnati, and, and then all of a sudden they kept making first downs. And guess what? It was really quiet in that place. And that place is loud too. I've been in there a couple of times, coaching and playing. But you can quiet the crowd down. It's real simple. You're making first downs. You know, if 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 if, if you go down on that first drive and score, the crowd's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, it's when you get into the situations where it's third and long, right? those kind of deals and now you got to go back and throw and boy you know you got to worry about the snap count you know you got to worry all that stuff you know and and look coach shanahan has done a marvelous job he knows what to expect he's been in those stadiums before he'll give him some things and get this offense going so they don't have to worry about a lot of shifts a lot of motions let's just get a snap count let's go let's get the crowd out of it uh and and we'll be fine Herm Edwards here on 95.7 The Game. Again, you were Brandon Ayuk's college coach. What separated him from his teammates collegiately? And then what have you thought about the evolution of his career? Because he had an outstanding rookie season, I thought. His sophomore year came with some growing pains and maybe a little trip to the doghouse early on. And then this year he cracks 1,000 yards and is probably... You know, WR1, if we were being completely honest about the depth chart. With all due respect to Debo Samuel, there was no greater threat in the 49ers passing game as a wide receiver than Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, and he's earned everyone's trust. And, you know, and I've always said this your rookie year, unless you're a first round pick, it's kind of one of those years where, okay, you're playing. And then all of a sudden, your second year is the hardest year. Because now you've played in the league, you have expectations of your own as a player, right? And, and, and there's some struggles with that. It just is. And you see most guys go through that. It's not surprising to me to what he's doing because you saw it when we recruited him. You know, he had, he had the skill set of playing at the next level. And uh, he just needed an opportunity. And he, and he, can't, he couldn't be in a better place with this offense because it's a, it's a run-pass offense. It's not driven by... You know, we're going to throw it a bunch of times. It, it, it's very, very detailed on what you're supposed to do. Um, they design things where the run keeps people in the box and allows you 
10 to 15 yards behind those linebackers, there's a lot of open room, you know, and Brandon's not afraid to go across the middle. He's not afraid to catch a slant ball. A lot of receivers don't want to go in there. He's not afraid of that, you know, and, and so those things are important, and I think he had a marvelous year. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'm not going to ask you to pick a winner because it's Wednesday, but <laughs> I've already, I've already, I've already talked to my good friend Lynch, so <laughs> we'll keep that in the family. No, which is fine. But just as an as an objective viewer from the outside, who do you think is a better team, and specifically why? Well, I think Philly probably has an edge in this sense. Um, the quarterback, right? I mean, the, the quarterback is, is is playing well. At one time before he got hurt, he was in conversations about maybe having a chance to be the MVP. And I don't think he is because he missed the games. But um, he's elevated himself this year, too. Um, he's a much better passer now. Uh, can throw the ball better now. they got some weapons for him, too. But his ability to run, that is a big deal in the National Football League. Uh, you saw it against the Giants, the RPO. They still didn't have an answer for it. Now, I do believe the 49ers will have an answer for it. They'll know who has a quarterback. They'll know who has a runner, right? Uh, but, you know, th- that is a problem when you get a quarterback like that because now you made it 11 on 11. You just balance the field. You know, generally in football, it always was 11 on 10. The defense had, a, had an extra guy. Well, they make it 11 on 11. They, they, they put stress on you because you got to figure it out. Look. This guy, if he runs this RPO deal, we got to bring somebody from the backside, from the back of our defense, to account for this guy. And there lies the problem. Herm Edwards with us here on Damon and Ratto. On the other side of the bracket, the AFC title game, we have a battle of two of the most mm. ballyhooed quarterbacks in the game right now and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. And it's the rare instance where both these guys are actually worth the hype that they're getting. How much do you think a high ankle sprain changes what Patrick Mahomes does well in a football game? Well, it will, and it changed in that game. Uh, and he kept him in the pocket. Um, uh, the, un- the unscripted play is no longer a part of it. Uh, because, you know, he, he goes off script and, and makes plays. And uh, you better know where Kelsey's at, especially in the red zone. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now he's got to play from the pocket, which he had to do last game and did a, a really good job. So, you know, as you said, both these quarterbacks are just kind of fun to watch. They're young. There's a bunch of young ones in the AFC for some reason. You know, there's a bunch of young, gifted quarterbacks. And the way Purdy's playing, I mean, look, he keeps winning. I mean, I mean, doing what he does. I mean, you know, that—that's the whole key. Can you win? Can you win? Can you win playoff games? Can you win in big moments? Purdy's been able to do that as well. But these two guys got a history. You know, thirty-five touchdowns from one of them, and what forty-one or forty-two for the other one. That's just remarkable. I've been asked about Burroughs a lot. We know about Mahomes. He, he's the best quarterback. There's no doubt about it. With what he can do when he's healthy. But when you look at Burroughs, he reminds me a lot of uh, of Joe Montana. And uh, I played against Joe, and then obviously when he came to Kansas City, I was on the coach staff with Joe. His accuracy, his poise in the pocket, and he catches it. He throws a catchable ball. And that's, that's the key to it. Does the quarterback throw a catchable ball? Does he know how to take something off it? Will he put it, in, will, will he put it where it's supposed to be when you're running into a zone? Does he not lead you? He, you know, he'll put it behind you so you don't get hit because he knows the defender's in that next alley. 
he does all that, and, and, he, and he can process information very quickly, and he's really fun to watch in the pocket the way he works. Herm Edwards with us. I got one more for you. As a lifelong defensive back, as a player, as a yeah. man who coached the position as well, we just talked to Sal Pal, and he says he doesn't see the Eagles winning without a big game out of A.J. Brown, who said you know, he wants the ball more. He wants to be even more involved, even after yeah. Philadelphia just had a rousing win over the New York Giants. And how much differently yeah. do you have to defend a player like A.J. Brown than you would someone like Debo Samuel, who's just caught from a cloth that very few wide receivers come from? Yeah, Debo's a whole different guy now. I mean, he's like half running back, half wide receiver whatever you want to call it, and, and, and it's tough to tackle when he gets in space. Obviously, he has speed and everything else. Well, the other guy from Philly, you know, it, it's the it's the, it, it's the the 50-50 ball that's thrown up in the air, and you think you have it covered, you don't. Because he's going to jump over, over you with his strength and take the ball away. You know, I, I, well, look, it, it's, this, it's this guy, and you guys know him. It was T.O., right? It was T.O. He's this big, physical guy. And he can and he can run, you know, but but that that's the problem when you think you have him covered, and they throw the ball down the you know down the sideline on you. And you think, well, I got the guy, and then he jumps up and catches it because he's so physical. He's a big, physical, strong receiver. It's like wow, you know, and that's the difference in football anymore. Before, you know, the era I played in, there was no back shoulder throw. It wasn't all that stuff, you know. And you threw the ball down the field halftime. You say, okay, it's going to be incomplete now. These quarterbacks, when the when the defender, and this is the key when you play the corner position, the thing you better understand is this. If you can't play the ball, you got no shot anymore in the National Football League because they're throwing it. They're going to throw it right at the back of your helmet. And if you don't turn to play the ball, there's a point of the journey where you got to know when that guy's eyes turn to that ball, you have to get your eyes right into his face mask, and you got to go play the ball now. You cannot no longer play the man. And that's the difference. That's a big difference. We see it every week in the National Football League. It's unbelievable. And guys don't play the ball. And these receivers jump up, and they make catch after catch. They make one-handed catches. You know, where I, where I work at, you know, the worldwide leader, we, we got him on the top ten every week. There's a receiver making another difficult catch. And the, and the defender's right there, but he doesn't play the ball. Herm, you can either answer this honestly or you can just hang up because you'd rather not talk about it. Yes. How hard is it to be a coach of the New York Jets? Of the Jets? Yeah. You know what? I loved it. I loved it. And I, I talked to Coach when he got the job, and I just told him, "You just be you, and, and just be forthright with him, and just that's what you got to do." And I learned that from Bill Parcells. That that's what Bill told me. Uh, I followed Bill, and he said, "Look, son, just be who you are, man, and tell him straight." And I think Coach is doing a marvelous job. I, I think this when Thomas gets a quarterback, a consistent one, he's building something there now. He just needs quarterback. Herm, thank you so much for joining us. It's always great to have you back here in the Bay Area and hear your voice ring out. And again, uh, great to talk to you. Appreciate your time. And as always, when you get to the championship game, you play to win the game. Thank you so very much. <laughs> My pleasure, man. God bless you both. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.